Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Adam here and welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Natalie Levy with us. She is the founder of Biz Magic Mastery. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, biz magic. Um, we're going to be talking uh, about, we're going to be talking with a, with a business coach who is a community builder, entrepreneur, and I'm so excited for the knowledge and wisdom that we're going to get to be able to talk about today, Natalie. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first and foremost, before we dive in, you are in my favorite place in the world, which is Tulum. How did you get your way to Tulum? Oh my goodness. It's a long winding road <laughs> that brought me to Mexico at this time in my life. Um, but it was just one of those intuitive hits. I, it was pre-pandemic that I decided that I wanted to make Tulum at least a long-term destination. Um, and I just, I had sublet my apartment. I had been traveling around for a little bit and I did not know where to go next. And Bali had been on my mind because I had done a couple of month stints in Bali in 2018, but it was really, it was very far away. And I wanted something that had a similar vibe. I'm like really into the warm tropical weather. And I, I don't know where Tulum popped into my mind from, but I think I had heard friends talk about it and I looked into it. And within a couple of hours, I booked my flight. So I did end up going back to the States once everything started shutting down because there was too much uncertainty here. Um, but then a few months of quarantining in the States, I decided to kind of take my chances and come back in August of last year. And I've been here ever since. It's amazing. Well, it's perfectly appropriate. That's why we call this biz magic because you're in a magical place, but no, what is, what does biz magic mean to you? How did you come up with the name and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So the name of the, my group program is business magic mastery and, I, to be honest, it took me forever to come up with a name. Like, I mean, when I say forever, I mean like years. I had always a hard time naming my programs and it's something I would help a lot of my clients with. And I know that for, you know, sticky purposes, having a name to something that you provide is, it's just good branding, you know? And I think I, I wanted to play with the, I wanted to play with the idea of magic because I think that's something I do with my clients. It's not just straight strategy. It's a lot of like mindset work. It's a lot of uh, tapping into your intuition, tapping into what it means to manifest, <laughs> you know? Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, from a very practical standpoint, but also from the way that we position ourselves mentally. And even I, I believe that magic is all around us. I think like the smallest details are magical and it's just a matter of perspective. So when I was trying to name my program, I, it's obviously about business and magic was such an, I wanted to emphasize this concept of magic and I don't know, it just came together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, I think like it's magical, right? It's like magical. When you think about that, it's using your imagination, creating something new, creating something special and unique. 
and 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 not making business so bland, which it can be right. sometimes, right? Intuition, exactly. I love that. Um, you know, so so there's you know business coaching is a pretty it's becoming a bigger space, right? Like, you know, there's more and more business coaches, and I like to think about the business coaching space is like segments, right? Like you have like segments or niches that you really kind of specialize in within business coaching because under business coaching, you have a lot of things. You have lead generation, you have sales, you have, you know, energetics, you have, you know, um, leadership, strategic campaigns, you know, there's all these different things, right? What is the niche that you feel like you've honed in on? And like, what do you feel like your gifting is that you can share with our, with our audience today? I love this question. It's so funny because I did not enter the coaching world with the intention of becoming a business coach. On the contrary, I was just like, ugh, I don't want to be another business coach <laughs> because it is such a widely, you know, it, it is a, is a widely saturated space. And it really did happen organically. And finally, when I stepped into my role as a business coach, as a mentor in this space, things really skyrocketed for me. So I was resisting something. And I learned a lot through the process, so I don't, I don't regret it at all. Um, but then I came to this place where I was like, oh, this is what I'm meant to be doing. In any case, I think where I specialize in is the starting point. I think lead generation, marketing, all of these things that will help you grow your business doesn't necessarily help you start your business. And when my clients come to me, they have this beautiful idea. They have this capacity to give. And a lot of my clients have healer capabilities um, and they, you know, they desire doing something on their terms, but they just don't know where to start. And that is honestly the biggest obstacle is just starting. So when, when my clients come to me, we really build a strong foundation and often, you know, we will work together for longer than three months. Or I tell my clients, I'm not your last stop. This is not your last investment. This is to get you started, get you generating revenue, get you visible, comfortable, building your, you know, your authority, and then you continue to grow. That's so good. It's it's such awareness what you just said right now, because I think a lot of times as coaches, you know, they feel so much responsibility to get the result with that client, but sometimes you're the seed planner with that client. Another coach comes along and waters the seed and they get to see the harvest, Right. And so it's like, in order to really seed plant water and see the harvest of the client, sometimes you may have to be with them for a really long time in order to see the end to end. And so I like what you said, you know, sometimes I'm just the person that gets you going and you have to go to another coach to kind of bring it home. So I love that you're not afraid to, to, to admit that. So with that, you know, starting is a hard thing for a lot of people. And I know that, you know, intuition is a big part of your process. Talk to us a little bit about what it means to trust yourself and to kind of have that intuition. How do you tap into that if you've never, um, you know, if someone may not consider themselves to be that, like they, they, they wouldn't know how to, how to integrate that into their business. How do you integrate intuition? Yeah, it's such an interesting, it's, it's an interesting question to ponder because it's one of those things that for me has been so innate. I have always been highly intuitive. Um, and I believe that most of us are born. All, I know, not most. I, I, t- I, I take that back. That all of us are born with the ability to intuit, with this, with this 
with the ability to read another person's energy, to read the room, to know what we truly want. But a lot of times we're conditioned because we grow up being told to trust authorities over everything. We trust our parents, you know, when they ask, when we ask, well, why? They say, because I said so, or because that's what's best for you. We are then taught to fall in line in school. We have teachers who tell us like, raise your hand when you want to go to the bathroom, or they tell us things like, you don't have to go to the bathroom. You just want to like talk to your friends, you know? And then you're left questioning yourself. They're like, I actually have to pee and I want to talk to my friends. Um, you know, and, and just in general, like with our medic, with our, with our health, we're told to outsource to doctors and listen to what doctors have to say. And so we're really stripped down like from access to our intuition at a very, very young age. And so it's not surprising to me that a lot of my clients, not all of them, because I, I do attract a very like highly intuitive group of people, but there are people who come to me that don't know how to check in with their gut. They don't know what actually makes them happy. Like I've worked with people in the past that they don't even know what to say when I ask, well, what brings you joy? What, what lights you up just for the sake of, of joy, not for accolades, affirmation, validation, et cetera, et cetera. And so what I do with both my intuitive clients, because we can always have a little bit extra support, but also my clients who may not have as strong an access to that part of themselves is we slow down and go in. <laughs> so I often ask my clients to do things like surprise, surprise, meditate, even if it's for two minutes a day, just sitting in stillness. And allowing them to even just see what comes up. A lot of times we also don't even slow down long enough to know how our body feels, to know what we're thinking about, you know, like it's right. amazing. I'll sometimes sit in meditation and be sitting there for only a few seconds and realize that my stomach hurts. And I had not even noticed as I went throughout my day that I have this pain in my stomach or this pain in my back you know? So it's this, I do emphasize slowing down and going in and mm -hmm. also somatic healing modalities. You know, I'm not necessarily an EFT practitioner or anything like that, but I will assign my clients work to sure. get in touch with their yeah, body. I, I think, I think what you're saying is really, really key because you're absolutely right. I think starting out with programming, we are so programmed. It's like, we're even taught to like study hard, work hard. And it's like, everything's hard. So that's no wonder why your life yeah. is hard. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like, but no, like, I don't want to work hard. I don't want to have to do everything hard. I want to be able to like, step back. Oh. And like, yeah. Let me work with ease and flow. And, you know, it's also your ability. When I think about intuition, I think it's also your ability to take an idea from somebody else and, you know, you may not agree with what everyone is sharing with you, even if it's your own business coach, right? They might give you a process and you stir it up, you take what you like, leave yeah. the rest, right? And, and you're able to choose the things that align with you. And I think that is an area of wisdom that is needed as an entrepreneur that so many people who are learning are like, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to do that. Or they just follow their coach's advice to a T without yeah. considering their intuition. Now they end up with this business that isn't in alignment and they're like, oh, I'm stuck with this thing. I didn't want to create it, but my coach told me to do that. Right. Like, no, like you need to make decisions out of intuition, but allow the coach to spark that within you. so you can get clarity with what aligns with you. So I love this conversation. Absolutely. No, I absolutely agree. I always tell my clients that what I'm providing is a roadmap. It's a guide, but it's not doctrine. And so do it the way that you want to do it. I teach a lot of like social media strategy that is IG focused. 
but I always tell my clients, like I have people go viral on TikTok. I have, I have clients who apply the methods to LinkedIn are wildly successful there. For example, I, you know, I, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. So it's not only about tapping into our bodies, slowing down, et cetera, et cetera, but in practice, the way that I develop, or I, I want to help people develop their intuition is by them choosing what they're going to do, what they're going to take, what they, they like and leave what they don't. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. Love that. I love that. It's not doctoring. So good. So good. Um, okay. So uh, one of the other things that you're really, you know, big on is, you know, vision manifestation, right? And there's many different approaches to, to manifest vision. And this can go a little bit off the deep end, in, in my opinion, for, for some, uh, you know, perspectives. And then there's a way to kind of bring it in. How can we bring this conversation in to where it's a practical, you know, steps that we can take to manifest vision? Absolutely. So one of my least favorite things I ever hear is you just need to match the vibration of what you want. Like if you're not attracted to what you want, there's just not a vibrational match to it. And right, right. I find that so frustrating because it's like, what does that mean? You know, what does that even mean? So when I talk that's about the new, that's the new generation though, right? It's like you must match your frequencies and and you know, you have to elevate your frequencies and vibrations and all of these terms, which all you know have their place, right? I don't I don't want to downplay that because those are important to understand. But yes, it's like, what does that look like, right? Like, how do I apply that? Doesn't, like, well, for even me, like, I'm like, that does not compute. Because also thinking about it, like if someone wants to manifest a million dollars, let's say, <laughs> we're talking about money. Um, if they've never been in the presence of what it feels like to have a million dollars around other people who've generated a million dollars, et cetera, et cetera, like, how can they even tap into that frequency? They've never been exposed to it, right? So things like that can be really, I think, misleading. How to bring it back into something that I think is more grounded is that manifesting is really just about creating a vision, like getting clarity, understanding what it is that you even want to create, to manifest, to call forth. And then making a plan, like you make a plan, right? And it's not about being super attached to exactly how it's going to happen, but having some direction, having some clarity and like, okay, well, what are some of the possibilities that are going to get me there? And then remaining open to anything else that might come to like come through. And then telling everybody, you know, because I think that this is an often overlooked aspect of manifestation. There are people who are of the belief that you should stay quiet and not tell anybody your, your goals or your dreams until they're already done. I just do not like subscribe to that belief. I'm of the belief system that as the more people you tell, the more people can basically uh, like aspire to help you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and connect yeah. to someone who might be able to get you that oh. much closer. So good. I love that. I love that. You know, to speak on the first thing, I think you mentioned something very important in the beginning of manifestation, which is clarity, right? Yeah. And I think this is why coaches are so important, even like yourself, like with what your work is, because you think about like, like darkness, right? Darkness by itself does not exist. It only exists because there's light, right? And so the reason we want light is because light gives us clarity. And that's what coaches help do is they help shine light on areas of your life and your business to bring clarity. But then once you have clarity, speaking it is important. I mean, even God created the world because he spoke it into existence, right? Um, then you have, uh, when you speak something, it, faith comes by hearing, right? 
faith comes by hearing. And so what we, what we have, what we have faith in is what we take action in, right? What we, what we have faith in is what we take action in, right? And so, um, you know, what we take action in is what we succeed in ultimately. And so in order for us to be able to increase our faith, we have to be able to hear it. And that's why I think speaking it is so important. So I love that. Um, such a great nugget there about manifesting vision. So practical too. Yeah, so so with that you know, being said, I think there's one other element too to manifesting vision I would love to share. And one of the things that I would love to share um, is that is the action piece, right? Because I think so many people are trying to manifest something to get it to come to them. But there is this element of like, you know, like work that has to be, you know, in, involved in that, right? And so it's just not thinking, but there's this actual work. And so one of the things I like to do is kind of tying in the intuition that we talked about earlier on in our conversation and kind of blending it with, um, you know, manifesting vision as I think like being able to sit and create space and really meditate on, you know, I only have cer a certain amount of things I can do with my day. What is going to be the most valuable use of my time, right? What is the most valuable use of my time? And so when you set your day up, you're setting it based off of outcomes. And so rather than to do's. And so when you before, like, because how do you know what you're doing is enough? You know what you're doing is enough by what you set is enough for the day. And that's how you're able to truly rest, right? It's like you hit that outcome and then you're able to rest and you that outcome that's hit is a building block for the vision, right? So if you're not hitting outcomes on a daily basis, that means there aren't the bricks being laid to get closer to the vision. So I think identifying outcomes and hitting outcomes every day is a great way to stay in alignment so that you're in integrity with your intentions. Because if you want to see someone's intentions, you can just see their intentions by what their actions are. That will reveal their intentions, right? Mm -hmm. so, what are your thoughts on that? Sorry, I had to go on a rant there. What are your What are I your intentions? I love that. No, it was it was really that's there's a lot of wisdom there. So what I think is, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that that's a big question mark for a lot of people, especially when they're getting started because they're in that building period. And we all know that when you're in a building period, there are times where you don't see the results right away. Like you're, you're actually not sure what's working. And so I think that's a big, that's a big obstacle too for a lot of people is that in the experimental phase, they get discouraged. And that's honestly why it's really valuable to have a coach. One, because I've been there before. So I know how to navigate and give ideas, et cetera, et cetera. But also because I'm there to just be like, keep going, keep trying that, keep seeing what the, like, if that is in fact giving you the outcome that you are desiring. So in any case, like that's something that came to mind for me is that it's exactly that. Like sometimes we don't know if we're like moving the mark, right. but a lot of times like consistency and perseverance and experimenting is incredibly important and actually getting somewhere. So right. I tell my clients right. too, the people who are the most successful while working with me are the people who are the most experimental. So good. Love that. Last one, cultivating connection is okay. a big thing that you're about. Tell me about that. I mean, what does that look like for you and how do you use that? You know, what does cultivating connection mean and how do we use that to really, you know, reach our vision? Yeah. So 
personally, what it means for me and in, in the way that I operate in my business is that one, cultivating connection with your audience and with the people who are making any of this possible, you know, like the thing is a lot of times my clients will feel like a thousand followers is not a lot of followers or like even a hundred followers is not a lot of followers. I'm like, imagine being in a room with a hundred people. That is an overwhelming amount of humans. And so if there are a hundred people on the other side of the screen engaging with your content, that's not something to take lightly. Anyone who's here is important. And so for me, it's like making sure that the people who interact with you, who are consuming your products or your services or your content, whatever it may be, are appreciated. So how do you show appreciation? Yeah, so good. I love that. Yeah, because you never know who you're connecting with. And it's such an it's such a um a key piece to to reaching vision is we can't do it on our own. We need to no. be able to connect with others. And we're all given different gifts. And I think that that your brilliance and your ability to find uh, a way to connect and, and collaborate with others will accelerate your ability. Because I think that there's also a scarcity. I even like to call it a poverty mindset, where we almost like like to hoard our our contacts. We like to hoard our list. We like to hoard everything. We don't want to share, you know, this because someone might take our clients or someone might. Do, it's like there's there's a lot of scarcity. Um, and, and it's when you let go and you're able to, to have abundance and bring generosity to somebody, right? You're able to then circulate abundance in your life. And that takes a level of maturity. If you come from a place where, you know, you had to work hard for everything, right? Because now you're used to just grinding your way to the result instead of being in flow and generosity with others. So love that. Oh, this is so good. I can literally talk about this for hours, but where our time is up, uh, where can people like connect with you, find you to learn more about your coaching and, you know, and, and around this conversation, I'm, just, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people interested in that. So where can they connect with you? So you can find my personal and business account at Natalie underscore knows K N O W S on Instagram. And I also have a, uh, so I, I host an event series. We didn't get a chance to talk about that here today, but you can find that at babes who brunch underscore club. So if you're interested in events, if you're in the New York city, LA, or even Tulum area, there may be an event coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much where at right, like where you can find me right now. And then anything that you need to know can be accessed through my, my Instagram accounts. Perfect. We'll, we'll add links in the description below so you can easily find her. And Natalie, I want to thank you so much for being on today's show. So great. You know, we talked about a lot of great things, intuition, manifesting vision, cultivating connection. And I wish we had more time because you are just dropping some gems. So awesome. <laughs> well, everybody, make sure you go connect with her. And also, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure to download it, subscribe, uh, be, uh, share it, whatever you got to do. Give it a six star rating. I think you can only get five stars, but give it an extra star. <laughs> Uh, we so appreciate you and we will see you in the next show. Bye everybody.